Hi everyone and welcome back to Rice and Shine, a show looking at life through the perspective of four Asian American teens living in the Pacific Northwest. I'm Lauren. I'm Sophie. I'm Ava. And I'm Grace. And in that episode, we talked about some of our stressors going into our junior year this year. And one of those is pressure about colleges, SAT, college counselors, all that jazz. And so we thought, why not make this episode about that? Because we had a lot to say about that, so might as well continue the role there. Um, to start off, I think the main point we made last episode was we're all of, like, the age of college counseling. And so many people in our school have college counselors. I remember I was working at Sea Fair with Grace um, in July for KMIH. And Natalie was asking all of us, like, oh, how many of you have college counselors? Because my son is about to find one. I don't know if he needs one or not. And I think everyone raised their hand. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. I, like, I could see in Natalie's eyes, like, the concerned mother. <laughs> like, yeah. she was, and she was genuinely asking us, like, what is that process like? And I don't, I don't know. I guess, like, even moms and parents are, like, starting to worry about that. Yeah. I think, especially since our school is really competitive, which is something we'll get into later, but I just kind of wanted to run through, like, what are your guys' college counseling experiences like? Because I know from, like, what I've talked about with my friends, everyone's has very different, like, styles and all that i think okay one thing i've noticed once getting a college counselor is like college is kind of like a game like getting in is a game you have to play the right cards like no matter how strong of an academic you are like you that doesn't mean you can just get in everywhere like there's a lot of things that you wouldn't think to pay attention to um that you actually do have to pay attention to and i've learned that and there's like different application processes for different schools and it's like it's like a strategy. Like what I've learned is like even if you're the smartest person alive, you're not guaranteed a spot anywhere. Cuz you know, sometimes some years they're looking for different groups of students, like maybe different ethnicities just cuz they have to like fill a requirement, I guess. So, it's like all up in the air and it's all kind of like a game of chance. And it kind of I guess that makes me feel better and worse at the same time. So, like what specific things has your college counselor told you? Like, to prepare for, you know, college apps next year? First, I'm doing SAT study, and I've actually only had one meeting with her because I started, like, really recently. So I'm not exactly sure what my next step is, but I took a ton of, like, diagnostics to see what I was, like, good at, see what I look for in a school so I can help, like, narrow down the options because, like, what I've learned is, like, there's a lot of colleges, but I'm looking for something really specific. Um, So her goal is to help me narrow down, and then once I, like set in, find my reaches and my safety schools, that's when we get cracking on, like, uh, application process and making my resume look good, things like that. Um, I don't have a college counselor, and uh, to be honest, I don't, I don't know. I guess here and there I have some, like, I guess, quote-unquote mentors, but the thing is, like, the mentors that I talk to all of them say the same thing, which is, like, early decision is going to help you the most. Like, if you show that you want to go to our school, just lock it in, and your chances of going up will, like, increase significantly. And I'm not sure how I feel about that, because it's kind of like an all-or-nothing situation. Mm -hmm. Like, it's scary. What if you put in your all and you tailor your application to this one school, and they have the power to just, like, boop, reject you. So... I don't know how I feel about what those people have said. Um, 
And another thing is, like, I will talk to, um, like, presidents of specific departments at these, you know, colleges and universities that I want to go to. And the way that they talk about their school, um, it's not, I don't know how to describe it. It's, like, really scary, if that makes sense, Mm -hmm. because they're looking for so much, yet they're so vague if that makes sense. They're like, yeah. we just want you to be yourself. Come on. Like, come <laughs> like no, on. you don't. Yeah, like, no, you don't. Just yeah. tell me what you want. <laughs> exactly. Um, a lot of them are really vague, and some of them are really blunt. Some of them are like, if you don't have these scores, if you don't have these awards, like, we're not even going to look at your application. Really? Yeah. So it, it's like, you know, it depends. Um yeah, I guess I guess later we'll probably go into like what colleges specifically mm-hmm. and like what we want to major in. But yeah, no college counselor for me. That could change. Um, we'll see. I think for me, I have a sort of different experience because I'm considering a lot of music schools, and I thought I'd just sort of talk a little about that because the main people who have been like advising me are my teachers, my mentors, my like harp teachers and stuff, and just different people in my life who have like been part of my musical experience. And I think what I've learned through that from music school is it's not really about the school when it comes to music. It's about the teacher that's there because you're spending most of your time studying with this teacher. And it's all about finding the teacher that connects with you and like the one that's best for like your development as a musician. And it's not so much about like the name. Obviously, at like better schools, there's, <laughs> I guess, going to be like better teachers, I guess. But it's all very subjective to like your personal like learning style and like the teacher that'll fit your like your decisions as a musician the best so that's sort of what I've been getting more into about like music I love Ava's insights from her world it, it <laughs> it's great but I think it's interesting because like we're divided in two and two once again Sophie and I with college counselors even Grace with their mentors and I think that's something important to highlight is if you haven't listened to us before we are from Mercer Island, which is a really affluent area, and that means we have the um, abilities to have a college counselor, which can be a ton of money, and I think it's interesting because how you guys were talking about with your mentors, that's I think that's a good thing that you're relying more on that because I remember I was talking with my parents once, and they were like, you need to send this email to your college counselor, and I was just like, in a really lazy mood, I was like, I'll just do it tomorrow, and my dad was like, well, if you want to stop doing college counseling, then that's fine. And I remember thinking, like, this is so do or die. Like, in that moment, I was like, okay, if I don't have a college counselor, how am I going to get into a school? And so I think I just want to, like, put it in perspective, I guess, for a second. That like, we are, like, I don't think it's normal to have everyone at the table raise their hands, say that they have a college counselor. And my college counselor described it as very hands-on. It's a lot of work. And... I don't know if it is that much work or if I'm just, like, not, like, doing what I need to do. But, like Sophie was saying, it's very much a game if you have a college counselor. Like, they're, for mine, it's always like, okay, we need to market you in this kind of light. You, and it's like, you are, like, a product is, like, the way I feel, which is really weird because it's like, oh, I'm a product for the college counselor to create. And I'm their, like, client, but it's also about, like, what the college counselor wants to have on his record, which is really weird to me. But it's very, like, a weird energy about it, and it's very much about playing your cards and becoming that product that you can sell to colleges. And I remember this from our French class last year, Grace. Our teacher was talking about how 
in France, it's instead of like the colleges pick you in America, you pick your colleges based on your scores. Mm. And I think, and what we've titled this episode as in our planning is America's college system. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting to see that comparison. And I wonder if like, if we were French students, if we did have that choice instead of them picking us with all that pressure, like, would we be happier as students? Mm. Yeah, Mm. that's a good point. Wait, going back to your college counseling, can you like disclose like how much you think it costs just for like reference? I don't know. Actually, like I didn't look at the documents, but Mm -hmm. I do know that it is pretty expensive and that I'm really lucky that my parents are able to pay that money and that they can invest in my future like that. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I'm pretty sure like people listening to this who don't have college counselors Mm -hmm. might be curious, like Mm -hmm. how much is it? Because you have to take in account for that. And then I know some people who do like private SAT, ACT tutoring. Yeah. And I know somebody who spent $3,000 on ACT tutoring and she got, she she scored low 30s. So she's in that yeah, 30 range, good. but $3,000. Yeah, $3,000 I mean, should get you to, like, the 99th percentile. Yeah. yeah. I mean, especially, like, like I was talking about being a product. When I took I took both a- ACT, SAT as a diagnostic to see which one I performed better on without studying, I performed pretty – I talked about this in the last episode, but I performed pretty well on my ACT, on my SAT. I was like, what just happened? <laughs> And the fact that I am that product for the colleges, for my college counselor, I was like, okay, like, something needs to change. There's obviously something wrong with me because I scored so low. And I think that's part of the culture of our school, just to segue into that. Our school is super competitive. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would you guys like to elaborate? Oh, my God. It is so stressful because everybody here excels. Like, it's just the baseline is to be accelerated. Mm -hmm. So then it's like... If you're a good student, like I'd say we're pretty good students, mm-hmm. but there are individuals who excel far beyond what I thought was possible. Mm-hmm. And it's like, how am I su- like, I'm pretty sure they can only pick like certain pe- a certain amount of people from certain schools, like our oh. high school mm. going into colleges. So mm-hmm. how am I supposed to compete with this guy who's like quadruple accelerated, does every extracurricular known to man? And then there's just me. And it's like, yeah, I'm accelerated, but like not that accelerated yeah Mm. i think in the school there's a like from what i've noticed from my peers and myself is that a ton of our worth is put on how we perform academically and i don't know if that's specifically the school or just like being a teenager but like for me especially if you don't do any other extracurriculars for me when i quit volleyball the things my parents would report to my grandpa is oh lauren's doing so great in school And if, like, when before they'd be like, oh, Lauren's still playing volleyball, she does this, whatever. And when I quit volleyball, then all of a sudden it was, oh, Lauren gets straight A's. And then when I came home with a B plus, I was like, I, like, I'm so ashamed of myself. And we're in such a culture in our school that it's like, if you don't have a 4.0, if you don't have, like, 3.9 or above, if you don't have all A's, then it's like, you're so dumb, like. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, I... It was actually Ava who said this hmm. to me, and it's been ingrained in my mind. It haunts me at night. I can't fall asleep because <laughs> what? of this. Really? Yeah, be, but she basically said, yeah, 4.0 is 
not what gets you in. It's what mm. opens the door oh, yeah. for you. Oh. The door's closed, my guy. No. <laughs> the door okay. is locked I don't on know. my end. <laughs> I feel like especially... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess this doesn't really apply to, like, not the top schools, because I feel like the top 10, top 20, even probably top 30, your scores are basically the baseline of, like, what's going to get you in, you know? But it's not It's not really that. You can compensate with, like, other things, like your extracurriculars, your awards and things. But the, I don't know, for the top schools, pretty much all the people, like, competitive applicants applying are going to have those top scores, which is why it's getting so much harder for, like, people to get into college. It makes me, like, because wonder if there's, like, ever going to be a point when we just can't get in. Like, if yeah. there's ever going to be a point <laughs> to be it honest, gets so yeah. competitive, like, two people get in per year. No, yeah. it's pretty much... Yeah, I don't know. No, it's insane. It's getting there because people nowadays are doing like so much for college and people, there's some people out there who have started like when they're in middle school, like curating their image for college. Yeah, no, when and I, it's really crazy. Sorry. sorry. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Keep no, going. When I joined my college counselor, my dad learned about him through like one of his best friends whose mm-hmm. daughter has the same one. And he's like, okay, Lauren, so normally my clients join in like eighth grade. So you're going to have to do some makeup work. And I was like, "Are yeah, you insane?" Girl. It is getting. It was like that. when I was a so- It was when I was a sophomore, and I was like, "There's no way, like, that's crazy." That's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I mean, also, one thing I noticed that I told my mom about, and she was, and I was like saying this as if it was completely really normal, and it's that like I feel like as soon as I entered sixth grade, I started watching all those videos. It's like you see colleges as stereotypes. My <laughs> my college. Unbo- what not unboxing oh acceptance yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, college, yeah. videos yeah all acceptance of those college videos. videos i feel like i started like watching them sixth grade mm, and i yeah. i don't know if that's normal i feel like it was, no, I, I don't know it was I, normal I in our school but i don't know if that's normal like globally yeah. i mean yeah. you do see like the views on those videos those videos do really well especially yeah because like, everybody wants to see somebody else living their dream but it's also oh I this don't is know. true yeah mm-hmm. it's it's about that because you only see the best on youtube because no yeah. one's gonna there's I mean, there's a few videos like, oh, I got rejected from everywhere. But, like, the people who, <laughs> the Me. people who, like, are posting these videos are the ones who, like, create this image of, like, oh, it's, like, the Ivy League is, like, you know, the standard kind of. Yeah. Which is why it's just so, I don't know. They make it look it's so really, easy, too. Yeah. It's like a five-second clip. You don't know what went behind that, but they're like, oh, my God, I got into Harvard. And I'm like, that's possible? I yeah, I yeah. got into Yale, too. Oh, my god. They're like, yeah, no, you which, got into Yale, Which too? one do I decide? Yeah. <laughs> Because mm-hmm. it's only, like, the top students, I guess, who are posting those videos. Yeah. And it puts a really unrealistic expectation or, like, view of the college okay. admissions process. That's weird because I feel like I've never thought about that. But, like, it's just, like, peop- like models. Mm, How yeah. people on, like, the internet are only showing the best of themselves, like, the most facetuned, the most whatever. It's the exact same thing for college. Yeah. You know, a funny thing is, I feel like college, just like designer brands, and I know oh, get the, out. the, the um, people in this room, right, they, they know me quite well, so mm-hmm. I may be called a hypocrite for this, but, I mean, if you think about it, it's just the brand name. Like, if you go to mm-hmm. someone, and you're like, please give me a job, um, and then you're like, oh, I went to Harvard, they're gonna, they're gonna think of you like, oh shoot, this person's smart, without even, like, seeing your grades. They're just yeah. going to assume that you're yeah. super, super smart. Um, and that may not be the case. Maybe your parents are super rich. Maybe you have legacy. Maybe you had a really cool project that, you know, got you in. That's not always the case, yet when you think about what's after college, jobs, even then, college still applies. That's crazy. Yeah. Okay, 
on the note of like after college, uh, we were talking about this before we started recording. And just as our school is so competitive about college, college is so idealized. And mm-hmm. I was talking to my mom and it was and my college counselor, like all that whole thing. And it was like, OK, so you want to get into this college, but like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I really don't know. Like mm-hmm. ever since I've been young, I've been set on like, oh, I need to get into a good prestigious college and then I can figure it out from there. Because True. it's so idealized in our community. Yeah. And I was talking to these three earlier about how this summer I went to California just to see my family. And then my dad and I decided to go visit some schools. Mm. And I feel like everyone at our school wants to go to UCLA. I don't know yep. why. It's just like sure. everyone wants <laughs> yeah. to go to UCLA. I know. For one. I'm pretty sure yeah. it's like one of the most applied to schools yeah. in our really. Like- and so my dad and I went to go walk around UCLA and I was like, this is just a school. Yeah. This is just like UW. It and I just kind of like came crashing down on me all of a sudden because in that day I also visited. I my dad and I also drove by UCI and then we walked around USC as well. Mm-hmm. And it just all of a sudden came to me. I was like, this these are just schools. This is not like that huge of a deal that we've been promised. Mm-hmm. I okay. I get what you're saying, <laughs> but to me, I just, I literally can't see it that way. Like, college is such a big deal to me. It cannot just be a school. Guys. I mean, I feel like it still is a really big deal to me. I still have that same, like, competitive feeling, the same, like, oh, I need to get into a good school. But I think it's just more in perspective now that, like, yes, I'm going to go to college. I hope I go somewhere nice, but it's about, like, it's not all about that. And so, I don't know, I think the visiting those schools just kind of, like, exposed me to all of it, especially USC. And Grace oh, yeah. talked about this in the last episode, so do you want to take it away? Okay. If you say so. <laughs> <laughs> I think, like, a crazy thing about USC is that it's a sports school, mm-hmm. and it's also one of those schools where there's a ton of people who just come from money. So when you look at, like, the facilities and things like that, you're like, wow, this is really nice. The dorms are really nice. But the thing is, that's not it. Apparently, athletes, like D1 athletes, everybody gets their own bathroom and their own dorm. They have a kitchen, and they actually have a private dining hall for those specific athletes. Oh, I've heard about that. So there's that part. Mm. And there's people who just buy buy their way in. Um, if you saw the scandal a couple years ago, mm-hmm. there's that too. Um, but overall, the facilities are so nice. But then you're like, how is this getting funded? And then you look at the tuition and you're like, this makes so much sense. So then you kind of start to compare that. That's at least how I felt like, wow, I would really love to go here. But would I really love to pay to go here? If that makes sense. It's kind of like a trade off. Like, yes, you know, you can go to a really good school with good facilities, but you have to pay that much student debt. Like, I'm just going to ramble and keep going on. But there's that part. So it was a little bit disappointing almost. Yeah. And another thing about USC is that at least what I was told was you kind of have to actually this might apply to all colleges, but you kind of have to prove that you can pay to go there. Yeah. 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 So it's like, you know, um, this mentor specifically I have for news anchoring, he told me that he got into Syracuse. Syracuse? Syracuse. And he got in. He worked super hard for it. It was his dream school for, like, the longest time, but he couldn't afford to go, so he just didn't go at all. Mm. Like, oh, ouch, punch in the gut. 
And I don't know. USC is also a private school, so yeah, that accounts for it. But. I mean, the main thing I was thinking of with USC, or remind me to circle back to mm-hmm. schools being mm-hmm. expensive, but the main thing I was thinking about with USC is outside of the campus. Oh, For yeah. me, yeah. when I was looking for schools, I think, like, what I would want in school is in a nice city and also, like, a really, like, the same, like, architecture style as USC mm-hmm. where it feels kind of, like, older, mm-hmm. it's really nice out, you yeah, know, the yeah, whole yeah. thing. But when you were... <laughs> USC, like, the way I described this when we were talking about this earlier, have you guys ever seen the movie Willy Wonka? Yes, I haven't. Ma'am. Okay, well, l- well... Let me let me explain. So, it's set in, like, Germany, I think. I don't know. And outside, it's, like, really gray, really dark, the, like, house that the main character, Charlie's living in, is falling apart. It's a shack. His parents don't make a ton of money. And all of a sudden, he gets his golden ticket, his college application, his college admission, if you will. And he goes inside the gates of the chocolate factory in the town, Wonka Chocolates. The gates open up, and inside of it, it's, like, completely beautiful. It's, like, a completely different place. And that was exactly what USC was, is inside, mm-hmm. beautiful architecture, beautiful campus, you go outside and it's completely different. Yeah. It's so worn down. Mm-hmm. It's not a really good part of town. Exactly. It's it just in, was insane to see that juxtaposition literary term. But it was just crazy to see like this literally looks like Hogwarts and then you step outside and it's LA. Mm-hmm. And she's and not it's exaggerating. Not, it's not good LA. It's not like yeah. oh my gosh, Hollywood Glossier flagship store. It's <laughs> It's, like, here's, like, the corner market that's, like, barred up. Here's a fast food mm-hmm. restaurant. It's all that. Yeah. And like I said, she's literally not exaggerating. It, you're literally across the street. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're standing in the middle of the road and you look on one side, it's USC. And the other side, there are tons of people who are, like, dealing with homelessness. And, like, it's all tense. Mm-hmm. And, oh, my God, it's... It's crazy. It was crazy. It's scary. Yeah. No. And when people talk about, like, for us, like, from Washington, everyone's like, oh, my gosh, L.A. And you think, oh, bougie. Oh, my gosh, this is going to be, like, the Kardashians. This is going to be, you know, Hollywood, all that. But you go to actual L.A. My dad and I got uh, lunch right outside of USC at this little, like, fast food Japanese place. And they, while we were there, they had to kick out a homeless man who was sleeping in the restaurant. And that was just, like, like, are we that close to the school right now? Is this what it's like? We're at this, like, multi-thousand-dollar school, but right outside it, there's a homeless man who has to get kicked out. It's crazy. Yeah, and, like, that's not a problem with the school. That's a problem with the city. Yeah. So it's, it's like... Oh, actually, no, it is a problem with the what school. What if they took some of that extra no, money? No, exactly. Let's think about it, that. And it's it's literally gated. Mm-hmm. USC is literally gated. Oh, yeah, really? they have security guards. They have security yeah. guards. And when Dang. my dad and I went in, they are like, what are you here for? And we're like, oh, we're getting a tour. And they're like, oh, okay, here's a map. <laughs> and it, it was just really work. crazy to see. So, well, okay, I'll circle back to how much things cost because we were kind of talking about oh, yeah. that. But I saw this thing. It, it's kind of old. It was this art exhibit, I guess. It was just like a post on Twitter or whatever. And it was like number of colleges made in the U.S. last year. And it was like two grad outfits. And then right beside it was number of prisons made in the U.S. in the last year. And it was like so many inmate uniforms. 
And so college is getting more and more expensive. And luckily we're in a place, like I said, we're in a super affluent community. And I think we're lucky enough to be able to pay enough for our school. But for those who can't, it feels like their options are really limited. And in such a place where we feel like so much of our worth is weighted on what kind of school we go to, it's kind of like we're just like cutting them out of the picture. So my parents, the stuff they do, so I, I just call them pastors, but they work for nonprofits around like the world. Like my mom works in Haiti, my dad works in Kenya, stuff like that, right? So the organization that they're in provides free tuition at certain schools that directly have like ties or they're working with those organizations. That was super long, but the moral, (laughs) you know, the end, basically what I'm saying is I get to go to school for free at American University. Oh, wow. And Emory, I get 50 (gasps) off. And at Boston U, I get 50 off. So I'm like, really, that's like cool. But (laughs) at the same time, I'm like weighing my options now because it's like, am I going to work my butt off to try to get into, you know, whatever dream school? Or am I just going to save my coin and just, yeah. like, I'm going to work hard and get into American University not pay a single dime? No, that's crazy because you know? those are all really good schools, too. Yeah, no, mm-hmm. no, no. They are really good schools. In this area, though, like, you know you yeah, know what it, I mean? Yeah. yeah. No, for, in our area, like, what Graves means is I feel like the people see good schools as either an Ivy, or a, a baby UC. Ivy, or a UC. Yeah. yeah. And that's mm-hmm. it. I'm one of those people who does see that. I'm just kidding. <laughs> I learned a lot about college in the past couple of years, and I realized there are good schools that are not Ivies. Who would have thought, right? Uh, yeah. So, um, yeah, there's a, there's plenty of good options. But, like, no matter how many times people are like, yeah, this college is great. It's like I still want the name of, like, yeah. Princeton University, which right now is ranked number one as um, a national university. Ava, Ava, do you want to run us through the list of... So we have this pulled up right now. Okay, so the U.S. News, I think, is what most people... The U.S. News rankings is what most people would go by for, like, rankings of schools. And that's what a lot of people base, like, prestige of a school on, which, I don't know. There's a whole different conversation with prestige and stuff. (laughs) But the rankings just came out today. They just refreshed. So the number one right now is Princeton University, followed by MIT, and then Harvard... Stanford, Yale, U Chicago, Johns Hopkins, University of Pennsylvania, UPenn, CIT, Duke, Northwestern, and then Dartmouth. So those are like top 12-ish. Top 12, top 10-ish. Top 10. Yeah. Yeah, something like that. Um, so. <laughs> so. So. Yeah. Yeah. The bar set really high for us. And I, most of these are pretty unrealistic for like. Very unrealistic. They're highly unrealistic realistic I mean, in the tuition the thing lot. is we've been like set up to believe that it is realistic though by like how competitive our school is and we skipped over this portion but i think it's going to be an interesting one to highlight but the wall of rejection Ooh. oh i think there was somebody at our school who's in radio did it a was sophie on proc this. sophie proc mm-hmm. yeah some so she made a feature about the wall of rejection and it's basically this wall near our cafeteria that, like, people post their, um, like, printed rejection letters um, mm-hmm. from different colleges around uh, college app season. 
And it is so depressing. Yeah, it's honestly. so weird to see. Like, it, yeah, the intent is good. I think it's the intent is to be like, oh, no shame if you got rejected. Yeah, oh, we all get it rejected. does make me feel better. I'll say but that. But when it's take. out there and it's like, oh, I know this person's super high performing, but they didn't get into the school. Like, what's mm-hmm. my like? What are my chances? It that, puts like, a lot of pressure on like the younger students. But mm-hmm. like when you're a senior and you're posting up your rejections, it's a lot of like commiserating with everyone else. So it's like. Mm-hmm. It's mixed because for seniors, it's good. But for the rest of us, oh, I mean, like some of us are like, oh, yeah, that's nice. But it does put a lot of like pressure and like Mm -hmm. puts into focus like how difficult it is. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's like, like I said earlier, college is like a game. And it's like if you don't play it right, you're not going to get in no matter how good of a student uh, person in general that you are. And it's really difficult to think about that because it's like, what am I going to do when I have to submit my college apps? I'll be visiting that wall quite often. <laughs> There's this one kid from our school, and he is going to Columbia. He's there right now. And the thing is, what I thought was really interesting, this dude, Columbia's kind of like humanities, you know? Like, they mm-hmm. sit around, they talk about their feelings, lots of writing, <laughs> you know? Philosophy. Philosophy, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this kid is going into comp sci, right? Mm-hmm. I know he got into UW. I just know it. And I know he could go to UW for comp sci. But he also got into Columbia, right? Mm-hmm. So think about it. So if you're a comp sci, you're a STEM dude, right? And you probably eventually want to work at Amazon or Microsoft, at one of these big tech companies, wouldn't you want to stay at UW? Sorry. No, I know UW is very highly ranked for comp sci, but UW is definitely not the only one he got into. He probably got into other really, really good mm-hmm. STEM schools. Mm-hmm. He just... Like, this is a little bit of an assumption, but also because I talked to him about this, he told me that he's going to, this, like, the best school that he got into. Mm. Like, isn't uh, that a little bit, like... Yeah, I mm-hmm. think people forget that, like, specializing is a thing. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. Okay, like Grace was saying, so we're looking up the rankings of um, computer science. Number six. Number six. <gasps> number six is UW. UW. Mm-hmm. Number six, University of Washington mm-hmm. Columbia is number 11. Columbia is ranked oh, below University of Washington for computer science programs. Mm-hmm. Way below, to be yeah. honest. And like Grace was saying, it's crazy to think about like, oh, he's a computer science person, so he'll probably end up working at Amazon, Microsoft, whatever. And how that's all based in Seattle. That's based where we are, where he would have gone to school, but he's ending up going to Columbia, a lower ranked um, school just because of the name. I, I feel like I can't say it's just because of the name. But, like, that's what I would do if I was in his situation. I would also yeah. choose because that as well. So much, <laughs> so much weighs on prestige, I feel like. Or, like, in our community, like, everyone's really close. It's kind of like a weird bubble. And if it's like, oh, my son gone to Columbia, then it's like, oh. There's a lot of competition on the island, and I feel like we all take it to heart. <laughs> yeah, that's true. On the note of, like, tying jobs into, like, college, I did this engineering camp at Cal Poly. I had such a great time. I met really cool people, made me think about engineering more, but it was really cool because one of the counselors, he got his, um, what's not, the basic one. A bachelor? Yeah, he got his bachelor in mechanical engineering. He was going back to do his master's in, um, biotechnical engineering, (laughs) and I don't know if, or wait, no, biomedical engineering, Mm. and so within the time he graduated from his master's or from his bachelor's program 
he was working on Apple Series 7 um, Apple Watch for their um, heart rate monitor. And so many people out of Cal Poly find super cool jobs. One guy who visited, one of my friend's dads, actually, as it is, um, is literally an astronaut. He visited and talked to us about that. It was so crazy. And when you think of, like, oh, someone who's an astronaut, someone who's working on, you know, the Apple Watch from, like, the ripe age of 20... You, I feel like you wouldn't think of a Cal State school. You wouldn't mm-hmm. think of Cal Poly. And that's what was so interesting to me is like, okay, this school isn't like, oh, like the number one, but I'm really intrigued by it. The people who went to it did create like incredible things. Like campus is nice enough. Um, I met good people there, which, you know, just like makes me think the good people will be there either way. But it was just so crazy to see like, because I feel like for me, I always attribute success with the prestige. And it was crazy mm. to see those separated and see people so successful from such a young age coming out of a Cal State school. Yeah, it's super interesting, especially looking at like companies and seeing there's people from like Harvard and there's also people from like lower ranked schools, you know, mm. or like not even top schools. Cause it's, there's certain professions where school does matter some bit, but for majority of the professions that you're gonna go into, it's not really that much about the school that you went to, more about like, difference i don't know but yeah what what i just realized was like where we live everyone is like pretty well off like you know like yeah 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 um and the thing is there are people who are rich wealthy not not necessarily the one percent but living very comfortably and those are the people who went to yale they went to dartmouth all that and then there are people on the island that you know we might have met them somehow but like, this dude, he owns his own tennis court. This dude has, like, 20 houses. This He, like, travels all over the world. He's, like, he is the 1%. And there are people who are, like, literally so wealthy beyond imagination. They're flying private, right? Um, oh, my God. This one other person I thought of, he has his own golf simulator. Like, he doesn't have to leave his house. Oh, Dang. I know that person. No, no, it's crazy, right? And the thing is... They didn't go to name schools. Really? No, they just, like, they. some of them, like, started their own business, so they're, like, mm-hmm. entrepreneurs. Some of them just went to the cheapest college, like, a state school, in-state school, and then they just, like, built their wealth up. Like, you don't necessarily have to go to Harvard to become, like, ultra successful, you know? And in some cases, you might save yourself some coin yeah. by not going to, you know, one of the biggest schools in the country. So we also had down affirmative action, but we are running up on our time, and that's a pretty big thing that it's I feel a like big topic. We need yeah. a whole different episode. Yeah, it it's deserves, like a whole debate. It deserves its own situation. So we can revisit that on a later date. So stay tuned for that. Keeping affirmative action in mind for later. Um, like we were saying earlier, we all have our ideas of what a good school looks like to us. So I feel like we can kind of just. Share them if we if we feel so moved. I would love to. So uh, a couple of months ago, or wait, it was probably a lot longer than that. Might have been a year ago. I can't remember, but I visited uh, the Stanford campus and I loved it so much. It was like great location. It was huge. Oh my god! And it was beautiful and the weather was nice. And I was like, wow, this is such an amazing school. I would love to go here. In reality, I'm not gonna apply. I'm not gonna waste my money on what? that. No, you it's, never it's know legitimately impossible. You, you should still try. Yeah, 
Because, like, applications is just, like, mm. You never know unless you try. Anyway, well, anyways, continue. I love the location. So, like, my ideal school in my mind is Stanford. Mm-hmm. And I would love to go into psychology. It's something that's really interesting. And, like, sociology. Because I like understanding how people work and, like, what makes people the way they are, which is why mental illness is kind of intriguing to me. <laughs> like, I want to understand why we have that. And I think it's really interesting. So, like, deep down, I'm, I know that that's what I want to do and what I'm probably meant to do. So I think about that a lot. And <laughs> I would just, I think that would be really cool. But um, I love, like, the California area. I also really liked the location of UC Berkeley because it was, like, in this cute little town and, like, oh, Ooh. Wow, it's ranked very high. <laughs> okay, amazing. Um, <laughs> so, um, yeah, I like the location. It's in this, like, cute little town, so it's, like, like a great location, and it's kind of, like, outdoorsy. It's kind of, mm-hmm. like, it reminds me of Washington a little bit, except sunnier. Yeah, no, I, I honestly can see you in California. Like, She's that, a California that's, no, 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 literally, literally. Just, like, apply to all of them. Yep, USC, UC, UCLA. Girls. One of them is bound to stay. I bet you could definitely do it. Yeah, yeah. This is an encouraging space, yeah. guys. Yeah, of course. Yeah. Um, for me, the stuff that I want to go into, uh, the major prestige degree, all all that stuff doesn't matter. But you know, everyone everyone wants to get into a good school. So right now, I'm kind of looking at different markets. So like Chicago area, mm-hmm. Boston area. So Boston, maybe like Northeastern. They have a really oh. cool program where you're actually, like, required to do an internship. Interesting. So you're, like, working mm-hmm. while you're in college. I feel like that would be really helpful for me. And then Chicago, kind of. Um, I'm kind of scared of big cities, but that's cool, too. And then uh, Syracuse, probably for broadcasting, makes the most mm-hmm. sense. So New York. I'm kind of looking at that East Coast area. Um as you can see, I don't think too highly of USC. And I feel comfortable <laughs> saying that on the podcast. They're a big institution, guys. We won't be no, harming no, no. them yeah. doing we, this. Yeah, exactly. Um, I I probably won't really apply to any UC schools. I, I, I don't know. I sweat a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't look cute when I sweat. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stick to the East Coast. Well, well. <laughs> I don't know. I've... Obviously, I'm considering, like, music schools, just music schools, but also music is a very unstable... I don't know. Yeah. No, it's unstable. It's unstable, so I definitely want to keep my options open, and I'm definitely going to apply to, like... I don't know. In my college church, I'm also thinking about schools with good heart programs, good music programs, and to an extent, that's sort of limiting, but I'm also, like, I don't know. I don't know if I want it. would you want to go somewhere if you couldn't play harp? Probably not, to be honest. So that makes sense. So that's uh, cutting off a lot from the list. I'm just thinking of the way you just said limiting. That re- I really like that. I got like chills really? when, she, when she said <laughs> probably not. And I was like, whoa. <laughs> I was like, whoa. Yeah, passion. I don't know. I didn't think that it would be like this. Like a year ago or two years ago, I don't think I would have ever considered music, to be honest. But now that I'm getting like, I don't know, I'm getting a bit more serious about it. And I don't really think I could like, have a good experience without music. Damn. Oh, I, I don't know. Actually, I, love that. I don't know. I got chills. <laughs> I love that. So I'm definitely yeah. like thinking about dual degree programs, back, or like uh, minors and stuff, and double majors. But it's also like a lot of work, and I don't know what I would do like academically because it would be like academics and music. 
But to be honest, I have no idea what I want to do. So I just like remembered a long time ago. Like I knew Ava for a long time, and I remember I'd always ask like, "Oh, do you want to do music?" She was like, "No, no." Yeah, I don't know. And so Things it like changed. That's it like made crazy. me a little emotional seeing how she changed. Oh my wow. God. She has passion, guys. Oh my God. <laughs> so cute. Yeah. Because well, I, I better stick to what you said. I know. Maybe <laughs> like in a year, now. I won't be like this. I, well, Who knows? I, no, I, I don't think that'll happen. It, it, passion looks good on you, Ava. Yeah. Oh, thanks. Yeah. I don't know. Because in previous <laughs> episodes, we've lighter. always been like, <laughs> I've always been like the logical side. And to be honest, music isn't. The most logical decision. That's what I was thinking. Is this but you? Now, is this, is this, this like character development? Is this you moving away from oh my this? God. Is so cute. Oh my god. <gasps> we should do like a side to side progress. Like season <laughs> one. This is so cute. Wait, can we do season one? Season four? Oh. I'd actually cry. Anyway, so wait, that would cute. actually be kind of fun. But okay. anyways, yeah, that's me. I don't area location. I don't really know. Yeah, TBD. Okay. Yeah, TBD. But, TBD. Music is probably up there. Music is up there. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to apply to like a wide range because I want to keep my options open. I like that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for me, like I said in that last episode, there's a lot of pressure to find my like potential major as part of like the college counseling journey. Mm. And that's, I'm not loving that. Unlike yeah. these three here, I haven't really found my niche yet because I like from the engineering camp I did, I was like, this is actually really cool. And I'm into Formula One. So, like, I had that in the back part of my brain. I was like, what if I was like a race engineer for Formula One? That would be like the coolest thing ever. I mean, the probability of that happening is slim to none. Um, my physics class, not loving it right now, and be honest. <laughs> um, so, mechanical engineering, I was thinking about that. Electrical engineering, I've started thinking about that because I also did work with that at the camp. Um, Going into the camp, I thought I was going to be a biomedical engineer because I'm type 1 diabetic, and so I use a bunch of medical devices, and so I was like, what if I made my own? That'd be so cool. And then we started off our biomed labs with the huge lecture, and I was like, I'm out. Thanks. (laughs) Um, Yeah, but I was thinking in the medical field for the longest time. Like, ever since I was little, my family, my friends have always told me, oh, Lauren, you'd be a good doctor. And I've just, like, come to the conclusion that I don't know if I want to do that. I don't like... I don't like working around sick people. I don't really like (laughs) working with people in general, (laughs) if we're being honest. Um, That's valid. So, I think I've... It's been a lot of learning. I've started working on more more video stuff, and my parents have been like, well, Lauren, since you're working on all of this anyway, like, why not do something with that in the future? And... Like, just like the Formula One engineer, it's always been in the back of my mind. Like, oh, what if I did film? And that's always been really cool mm. to me. Bro, these are the coolest, like, yeah, topics. What? what the heck? <laughs> this is so Like, deep. the Formula One, the, like, like di- okay. diabetic device, like, engineering medical doctor. Like, yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. There's yeah, a, that's th- cool. Yeah, there's a lot. And I think I'll figure more out as we go. But for schools, like I said, I, like... Like, that kind of USC campus where it's more, like, historical feeling, really cool architecture, but then outside we have a city. Um, I've been told University of Boston fits that pretty well. I don't know. I mean, I'll have to see. What if you go with Grace? I've never been to the East Coast, but we'll see. Maybe we could do something where we both get 50% off tuition. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, I think we'll see where it takes me. 
Um, I'm at the moment. I'm very indecisive about all of this. I know that's bad, but no, no, no. That's okay because remember, <laughs> remember, most people switch their majors in college. Anyways. That's right. Like, everyone yeah. changes. I'm. Ava, mm-hmm. this is like a new so, side of you, and I love it. This is a new it. side no, of Ava. It's so different. Don't worry. It makes I me emotional. It makes me a little emotional. Do you guys, are you guys uncomfortable? No, I'm, I'm, like, no, I'm, I'm, I'm nearly yeah. cried. Yeah. I'm not oh even kidding. God. I teared up a little anyway, bit. Anyway, so <laughs> there is a lot for us in the future, and like we were saying, I don't know if you'll include that segment later with Sophie, but I want to see how this maybe do a comparison of this and when we're actually applying to schools, when we actually get our acceptance into schools. Oh. How that goes. So, Sophie, do. please don't cry. Sophie, it's a Monday afternoon. Sophie is on the verge of... T- Sophie no, no, she's, no, she's, Sophie's she's crying. crying. She's right crying. Now. She's crying. Sophie's crying. Guys, take a picture. Come on, come on. Get your phone <laughs> out. So, Put the phone out. No. If I blink, there's a tear going out. <laughs> Bro. Okay. I'm a very emotional person. She's, emo- she's an emotional gal yeah. and we love it for mm-hmm. her. But, yeah. Oh, my God. Also, she's... Oh, my God. Okay. I'm okay. 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 Ava got to me a little bit. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So crazy to see how much we've grown from beginning of our friendship, beginning of the show till now. Mm -hmm. Even crazier to see how much we'll grow from now until the end of the show or beginning of the show (laughs) until end of the show. (laughs) Sophie is in fully in tears. And I feel like that can represent all of us right now. There's a lot ahead of us. A lot has happened. And we look forward to what goes on. (laughs) Um, as we're starting to have audible crying, I will wrap here. <laughs> um, <laughs> the tears dropped. Oh, no. girl. Sophie, it's going to be okay. It's going to be okay. We're, no, Rice and Shine is here for you. Rice and Shine is here for you. We've been here for you. We will be here for you. This, this was a good episode. And I hope that's true for all of you, too. As always, if you're ever feeling things and you just want to talk to people our emails are open riceandshinepod at gmail.com or shoot us a dm over instagram at riceandshinepodcast um thank you for sticking with us through this journey i feel like right now it's just like a very like monumental feeling moment i'm kind of mm-hmm. getting chill, t- chills a little bit i'm not gonna lie thank you for being th- with us through this journey thank you for sticking with us through this journey we'll keep you updated on how our futures go but for now we'll see you next week sundays 9 a.m see you later